Hello and welcome to the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast, the fortnightly podcast that talks about self-aware leadership with thinkers from around the globe. If you want to be a better leader and a better work colleague, then join me, your host, Nia Thomas, as we talk to today's Knowing Self, Knowing Others guest. Listeners, today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Neil Jird. And Neil is the author of the leadership book. And I came across the leadership book about a year ago. And and if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about it, I did a YouTube review of it. And I describe it as an encyclopedia of leadership because I think it's absolutely brilliant. So yes, Neil is the author of the leadership book, but Neil is lots of other things as well and has a very interesting background. So Neil, do introduce yourself. Hello, Neil. So yes, I'm the author of the leadership book, and uh, I also founded Leader Connect, which is an online leadership platform where there are videos about leadership and team development. And we also run leadership courses, live leadership courses, and online leadership courses. I'm also the director for the Army Cadet Forces National Adult Officer Leadership Training Course. I have also founded a charity in memory of my wife, which promotes adventurous training for young people and supports military charities. And um, by way of a background, I I was an army officer for 17 years and I've been in leadership development since then. So many strings to your bow, Neil. So um, I I would imagine you're extremely busy at the moment uh, talking about leadership and development programs with people all around the country. And one of the things that I really liked in your book was, I think it's section two, chapter two, you talk about people and you explore self-awareness and how understanding your own beliefs, views, thoughts and modus operandi, how that impacts on everybody else within your team. So it's a really good segue into our questions. So the very first question that I have for you is, how do you define self-awareness? I, I define everything in really simple terms. Uh, and for me, self-awareness, it's knowing yourself and knowing what that means. So so understanding how you behave, what you value, um, but then the so what, because of the way that you think, the way that you behave, the things that influence you, uh, what will that lead you to do? What's your effect on events, people? What sort of impact do you have on on yourself? So I think it's a very applied, for me, it's the applied self-awareness. Self-awareness is essential, but it it has to lead to something. Knowing yourself, it has to be put to some use in effective leadership. And I guess through your army career, you have been in some tricky situations where you didn't really have time to think about who you were at that particular time, your self-awareness. it I guess it became something automatic. How do you reflect on that, that the self changes when you're putting different situations and you have to behave in such a way that you bring a team with you that you have to behave in a calm way so that actually you are able to move your mission forward I think it's about doing the work first okay. I think this is one thing that the army is very good at but of course anybody can can choose to do is training is putting yourself in situations which do test you and then 
having gone through those, reflecting on what happened, how you behaved, and what would improve your performance. And and we do that on our courses. We we put people through scenarios. Some of them are quite complicated. Some of them go on for hours, if not days. And then we gently but insistently have a conversation with them about what happened, how, how they responded to pressure. I think if you've trained well, most situations have got a degree of familiarity to them. Absolutely. So it's about putting yourself in a situation of testing out your behaviour and your style when you don't necessarily need it so that when you do need it, it becomes second nature. Yes. What are your thoughts on the relationship between self-awareness and leader effectiveness? I think it's a it's a 100% connection, actually. I, I think a leader who isn't self-aware will have very little control of their actions. Um, what, what will come out will be pretty random because they, they won't understand the effects of pressure or situations or people. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure at the moment in probably every business at the moment. I would think pretty much every business is under pressure in some way with uh, a looming recession, with people not necessarily signing up for uh, or, or being careful with their money. I, I think that that pressure is there. So I think we're all under pressure. And I think knowing how we behave under pressure, what effect it has on us, whether it constricts our thinking, whether we behave carelessly, whether we find it hard to make decisions in those situations. I, th- I think you've, you've got to really know yourself in that you know your tendencies in order to then I I mean I think I I feel I'm saying the same stuff I said earlier but I think it all it comes down to really knowing yourself in order that you can either control yourself another thing I think is very useful is knowing your limitations and your your strengths yeah and building a team around that Mm -hmm. so knowing that you know maybe under pressure you you overreact have you got someone else who can keep you calm or perhaps you don't spark enough and you need somebody else to say, look, it's, you know, this is serious. I think we need to act. So, so I think self-knowledge morphs really nicely into team knowledge. And you use that information to create the best group around you to work through situations. Yeah, absolutely. And leadership is not something you can do in an empty room. So that idea of building a team around you is quite essential. Do you think effective leaders can be found at all levels and why? I think they should be found at all levels. I, I think, okay. um, and from your introduction, I think you you probably know my, my book as well as, as I do. Definitely. definitely. Uh, one, of, one of the things I think is really important is that in a vibrant organisation, any, anyone can lead. Um, organisations are driven by what I define as clear and compelling purpose, something which everybody is working towards. And and as long as you've got that right and everybody buys into it and understands it and you've got the right people and you've given them the right development, and, of course, those two things can't always be taken as as red. But if you if you've got the right people and you're clear where you're going, actually other people can lead. Anyone in the organisation could lead. And, and you you. You don't want that leadership to be hierarchical, where, where all decisions and all, all thinking is in a set of subservient relationships. I, ideas don't flow. And just as seriously, the people who carry the bigger responsibilities 
will find themselves overwhelmed by so much trivia. So, so actually, the stuff that can be led at the tactical level by anybody, stuff that can be led at the operational level, some stuff strategic, but you, you want leadership buzzing throughout the organisation. In your military experience, as you said, that there is a very clear hierarchy, but is it is it as much about delegation, knowing the skills of the team and the people around you to be able to give them those opportunities to lead? So I've, I've thought about delegation a lot in recent years. Where I am now with delegation is delegation takes a lot of work. Um, delegation still involves the the top leader in the situation to work out what needs to happen, who needs to do it, and to give them the instructions to to let them do it. And I might be being a bit pedantic with terminology here, but there is a danger that delegating is only the, the tip of the iceberg of the answer. And what you most want is a team of people who are knowledgeable, confident, with the right skills, who can who can offer, who can create, who can suggest, and who can take action towards an objective. And actually, from the leader's point of view, a big a big part of leadership is getting out of the way. It's saying, look, that's where we're going. Does everyone get it? Great. What skills have we got? Good. Now let's let's go. Let's work towards it. What can you do? What can you do? And and that what can you do question, that kind of invitation to to commit keeps the, the leader out of the thinking loop and lets other people step into it. It applies the combined it, it allows you to bring in the combined thinking power of everybody in the team. Whereas delegation does have that suggestion that the leader's brain is in every loop. And if, if you're in every loop, you end up with a kind of um, a decision action cycle that looks a bit like Mr. Messy in the in the Mr. Men books. So there is something about delegating autonomy rather than delegating tasks. Or just building the confidence and the competence and the engagement with an objective and then seeing what happens. And this is probably quite a an idealistic, like a, almost a doctrinally pure concept of can this work but but in my experience it, it it can if you've got the right people and they feel confident and they've been trained well because there's no relationship genuinely I'm sure there's no relationship between seniority and intelligence or seniority and creativity the only consistent relationship is between seniority and and age people are normally in charge because they've been there for longer but that, that doesn't make, and I, and I have to say us now in terms of, you know, my, I'm, I'm the other side probably of the age line, but it doesn't, it doesn't make us any brighter or better. And we should actually be trying to harness the brilliance of everybody around us. The Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast is sponsored by LCVA Services, a multi-award winning trailblazing virtual assistant company. Do you struggle to find the time to complete your essential and time-consuming administrative tasks? Is social media taking up too much of your time? In today's competitive, fast-paced world, it can be overwhelming trying to do it all and still have the time to focus on doing the things that you do best. If you need support to take your business to the next level, LCVA Services can help you. LCVA's talented team of virtual assistants can help you with administration and organisation, diary management, finances, inspiring social media posts and event organisation. LCVA's virtual presence means that location is no barrier and they already have happy customers around the world. 
Here's what some happy customers have to say. Thanks LCVA Services for event management support at the CIPD Wales People Management Awards. Laura is brilliant, exceptional organisation and communication skills and always uses her initiative. We love that we can leave our business in her safe hands and feel confident that she will manage and stay on top of things in our absence. Would 100% recommend Laura and LCVA services. Book your discovery call with Laura Payne, Director at LCVA Services now at lcvaservices.com. Do you think leaders at the most strategic level of organisations have greater self-awareness than leaders at other levels of organisations? And and what's your experience that's really informed your thoughts on this? Some do. I, I, I I, I don't think it's uniform at all. Leaders often perhaps always develop in the image of the leaders they've seen before them, unless they've had some brilliant training, which has taken them out of um the tracks of the leaders who've gone before, there's a, a massive tendency just to be a facsimile of the boss you had and didn't necessarily even like five years ago or 10 years ago. So I think leaders, that sit, the, the, the best senior leaders are hugely self-aware, but that involves a degree of vulnerability and soul searching and work and being open to the, to the developmental criticism and a lot of old-fashioned leadership, old-fashioned leadership styles don't um, don't welcome that. You know, the the kind of you still hear shadows of make a decision and stick to it, or the leader is always right. And it's the insecurity of a poor leader that will often make them very unwilling to show that human side. I saw. I mean, it's still on 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 YouTube, but um, the current chief of the general staff. Um, Sir Patrick Sanders, he he gave a talk. He was just walking in the garden, actually being filmed, talking about the pressures of senior leadership, uh, the effect it had had on him, uh, and that he found himself drinking alone in the early hours of the morning. And, and he talked about how he went through that and how the support of friends helped him. And, and he was absolutely, I mean, it's actually one of the most beautiful examples of a of a leader being totally, totally honest and open about his own often painful situation and then how he faced it and came out of the dip he was in. And, um, you know, it was, it was an absolute personification of a senior leader really understanding themselves and not being embarrassed at all to share that with the entire, you know, it's a very large organisation. That sounds really interesting. And Neil, I will make sure that I have that link from you because I think listeners would be quite interested to be able to access that themselves. So listeners, we will make sure that there's a link to that video in the show notes for you as well. And our final question, what do you think is an effective way to develop self-awareness? I think there are many ways to develop self-awareness. Some of them are very obvious and, and they do work, you know, things like doing a 360 feedback. And I realise that isn't necessarily self-awareness, but it but it gives you a perspective of how other people see you, which can be um, really useful to, to anchor the impact that you're having on the, the world around you. I find psychometrics can be really good. There's There's one that we use on our courses called 16 personality factors which has got quite a lot of it's got quite a lot of granularity on it it's um there are 16 different criteria but each scored on a scale of 1 to 10 so so rather than just being a red or a blue or a buffalo or a seagull or whatever you you you're actually 
you're able to really look at how you see yourself and how that compares to how others see themselves. You know, a lot of it, though, is about just taking time to, to review when something happens, when you lose. If, if I ever lose my temper afterwards, I really debrief myself. I think, why did I do that? Because it's almost never helpful. Every now and again, it can maybe spark some energy, but but then the energy which it puts out is very destructive. And in fact, most uncontrolled emotion, and I'm not at all saying suppress emotion, I'm saying understand your emotion, Mm -hmm. and then think about the effect it will have on the people around you. I think always going through a review process, why did I do that? What put me there? What was the effect of it? You know, and usually there's something below the surface. So if something does annoy me, or actually, at the other end, actually being overly enthusiastic about things can be just as dangerous where your emotions carry you away and perhaps you lose touch with the reality. For me, a lot of it is about thinking time, often going for a walk, taking breaks, spending time with friends, uh, even things like going for runs or for me, I've, I've always enjoyed long ski tours, but just things that can clear the mind and you can kind of get to spend time with yourself, but consciously spend time with yourself. It's not empty head time or having music on in the headphones it's it's being alone with your thoughts and maybe even having a conversation with yourself about things and i guess in today's extraordinarily busy world of work that is very difficult for leaders to do to give themselves that time and enough time to really step back uh, observe their situation from afar to reflect in terms of leaders giving themselves that quality time what is your recommendation is is it about how you timetable your day or is it about a culture that you instill in your team or maybe it's all of those things what how do you promote that within your courses and your learning with your leaders that come come to learn from you in the courses we we don't overcram the course we keep the the theory simple and um, probably focus on maybe 10 major bits of content. And then we create a lot of thinking time. So either co-coaching or group discussions or going off on a on a walk around the grounds. We do, most of our courses are in places with a bit of space outdoors. I think a lot of it's mindset, actually. It's about not feeling the pressure of what you should be doing. So a lot of people get sucked into comfort work. It's like, well, I'm in charge. I I need to know every detail. I'll check that Excel sheet or I'll I'll just make sure that this person or that person's in the right place. And and you you busy yourself with what you believe a leader should be doing. You've got to be quite brave or to have learned this lesson. But I think being quite brave is a really good start to just sometimes do nothing. Just say, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop for a coffee before I start work. I'm gonna just do nothing for a couple of hours. I'm gonna go and spend some, I'm gonna go on that course or and and doing things which are not they're they're like one away from productive. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's this tendency to do and feel validated by the fact that you're that your hands on something. But but often the transformations, the bit where you spot the next threat or the next opportunity, or you have that breakthrough where you think, gosh, I've got the wrong people on the wrong jobs here. But instead, we get busy in, in managing the wrong people in the wrong jobs. Actually, what you've got to do is take that morning off and, and be unashamed about it. The best leaders I know take time off and they don't worry too much about what they think other people think about them taking time off. I had a boss 
in Iraq who used to play the guitar. He's, he used to go off to his, he was the commanding officer of a regiment and he would play the guitar for 20 minutes. He'd go back to his tent and he'd play the guitar and he'd clear his head, but he'd come back sharp as anything. I still look on him as the, the most impressive boss I had in, in my time in the army. Ned, you mentioned that. I had a manager who used to say, we're very good at checking emails on a Sunday evening, but we're not good at going to the cinema on a Monday morning. And I think that's a very similar idea, isn't it? It's about that you have to step away from the busy work to give your brain, give yourself that headspace to do some creative thinking so that you can problem solve. Yeah, you, you often can't make the ideas come. You just have to create the space and the, and the ideas will come and fill it. Neil, thank you so much for joining me. And listeners, I hope you've been able to take some creative thinking from that and given you some uh, reflective space to think about how you lead and how you operate as a manager. Neil, it's been brilliant having you here and we will make sure that there is a link to your book in the show notes um, and to some of the guidances you've suggested for us. Neil, Jude, thank you so much for joining me. Neil, thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to see you again. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, your host, Neil Thomas, at the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast. After every podcast, I'm going to be doing a top takeaways review of the things that I've learned from my discussions with guests, which you can find on my website, knowingselfknowingothers.co.uk, LinkedIn, TikTok, and the other main social media sites. Rates, reviews, and recommendations from you are the best way to get the word out about the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast. Open your favourite podcast app, find the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast, take a listen to some episodes give it some stars and write a little review. A little word from you means a big deal to me. Make sure you bookmark the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast on your favourite podcast player and tune in to the next episode in two weeks' time. The Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Good Pods, Podchaser, Amazon Music, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast.